Hey guys, it's LJ. And uh, I wanted to talk a little bit today. Um, and I'm going to actually start with a song. It's a song that I learned in youth group at church many moons ago. <laughs> I'm not even sure the name of it. It's a hymn. And it goes like this. I've got a river of life flowing within me. It makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. It opens prisons, doors, sets the captives free. I've got a river of life flowing within me. I've got a river of life flowing within me. Started gushing up when God set me free. That I keep the flow is my only plea. I've got a river of life springing within me. Once I call his name, there's a flow within. Turns me from my day, makes him Lord again. As my spirit burns, Satan cannot win. Call him the Lord Jesus, keeps the flow within. I woke up this morning and I pulled a few cards, tarot cards, and it's a practice that I have been in for a while and really have started to connect with recently. And the two cards that I pulled today, and this is from the Light Seer's Tarot Guidebook by Chris Ann. Of course, I, you know, I'll direct you back to them. <laughs> but the two cards I pulled were justice and the world. <laughs> they both have incredible, beautiful imagery on them. And justice is an Asian woman. And what I got from that card pull, I'm just going to read a few of the things from this book. Natural law, balance, karma, truth, wisdom, legal matters, fairness, cause and effect. Integrity, objectivity, perspective, and accountability. The end of that, there's a little blurb that says, My good karma is delightfully loving, and it can be the most motivating of teachers. And when I flip over to the, to the world, this is what I read. Completion, joy, 
wholeness, achievement, <laughs> happy endings, abundance, success, new levels of consciousness, and literally traveling the world. <laughs> that little blurb at the end is, I accept this gift of completion. And I ascend to new levels of awareness and wholeness. I am love. And as I started, started my day with these two very spiritual reminders in the song that I just sang, it really makes complete sense to me that when I pulled up my phone, National Geographic pulled up this beautiful image of two Asian Americans, a mother-daughter. Their names are, the daughter is Izzy Lee, and the mother is Dee Dee Lee. And it's a beautiful story. So much so I'll make sure you guys for sure get this link so you can see their beauty and read their beautiful story for yourself. What really stuck out to me was their, they wrote poems, really beautiful poems. Izzy's is this. Belonging is knowing that you are accepted and equal. The one deity really stuck out to me because as I've talked about, I have such mother energy. <laughs> and what deity said was, I dream of an America that is free of labels and judgment and is full of curiosity <laughs> and thirst for everything that is different. I want it to be a place where people can openly express who they are intrinsically and be embraced for their differences. Isn't that what we all want? I'll say it, that's definitely what LJ wants. Me, Lavender Jones, that's what I want. Because I really believe that we are in an America that can be with choice, free of labels and judgment, and is already full of curiosity and thirst for everything, everything, especially if it's different. See, me, I think differences are what makes the world go round. Different colors of skin. Because we see color. You should. You absolutely should see color. You should see those differences. And I think that we are already working towards a world that is open to express who we are intuitively at our core from our ancestors 
and be embraced. I, I see a world, the world that I live in, that LJ brings is a world that is engulfed in difference, in love, in diversity, in community, in care. And as these came to me, the song, this, these card pulls, this, these beautiful poetry, beautiful story of immigration, of, of hardship, of overcoming impossibility through love and care and community and holding each other up because as I've shared, yeah, I was fired and I've turned to my chosen family. I've turned to you all, ask you all again to please, please, please take a minute. One, pray for me, please. (laughs) And two, for sure, like, subscribe, share, (laughs) and also (laughs) make sure and hit up those GoFundMe links, those Venmo links. I deserve abundance. I have abundance, and I ask for your support, care, because what it, what, I was reminded of after after reading and sitting and praying this morning. I was reminded of something that happened in my backyard, literally, in Atlanta when I lived there in 2021. March 16th, to be exact, of 2021. And this is where I ask for help in this moment just to remember to breathe this is really hard for me all a man walked into not only one spot literally in my backyard just down the street from me where I lived in the highlands walked into two spas where I frequented driving back and forth literally to three jobs at one point, four jobs to remain afloat, to be able to live in the home that I shared with three other people, to be able to make my rent, to be able to feed myself, to be able to take care of myself. Okay, so that's why I drove past these spas, these beautiful spas, by the way. That I drove past there, I can't even count the number of times. Literally, this I think it was Peachtree. I'm not sure exactly of the road. But I drove back and forth. I mean it. Back and forth. Back and forth down this road. Which means... I prayed for that road, those spas, those businesses, every time I just passed them. But a white man walked into not only one spa, he crossed that busy street. He sure did. And went to another place, another spa. 
And what he did was shoot people. He killed them in cold blood. Now, we could get off on the mental health concern of gun control and whatnot. I'm not going to do that because, again, I'm going to stay in my window of tolerance because LJ is a feeler. So I'm going to focus on the facts, which were this man, 21 years old, shot and killed eight people. Not just evasion descent, by the way. Only six of those people died. Now, I just said only, and I don't like that, so I'm going to correct it. Six people of Asian descent died that day. Six people of Asian descent who have families, who had loved ones, who had friends, who had ancestors, who have ancestors. Six people of Asian descent died. But that man didn't just kill six people. He killed eight people, probably wounded more. Tragedy is too small of a word. I'm not going to even try to find the word for what it is. Sickening, terrible, uncool. (laughs) And this coming off the pandemic, by the way, this was in 2021. Do y'all remember what happened during the pandemic? A lot of shit, right? And we'll unpack it all. I'm going to hold space for all my brothers, sisters, and siblings, especially those of color, on this podcast. And I'm going to let them speak while I listen. Because I'm white. I'm Irish. (laughs) A little bit of a mutt here and there, but mostly Irish. (laughs) So I'm real fucking white. So what I'm going to do on this podcast, my intention is to hold space, especially for those people of color, all of the colors. So this was in 2021, the shooting of my Asian American family. Before that was the pandemic, the bulk of the pandemic, right? And we can hold space that COVID is still here. It is still a concern, right? Better vaccinated, get vaccinated, please. Get them boosters. Wear your masks when you're asked to in spaces that you're asked to. Respect people who still wear masks. By the way, other countries wear masks all the time, even before the COVID outbreak. For health, right? For immunity. So if if someone's wearing a mask, I'm holding space for this. Let them. If they ask you to wear a mask, put one on. You put it on even to this day, friends. I'm going to stop there. Because, yeah, this massacre happened on March 16th. 
2021. Let's back it up, Terry. <laughs> because May 25th, 2020, I already talked about this in the last episode, George Floyd was slaughtered. In the height of the pandemic, where we all were asked to stay at home, to protect our health, right? And let me tell you, AJ, LJ listens to that, right? I just said that. But I did attend a rally, you see. I wore a mask. It was hot that day. I remember that. And I stood out on the corner of Highland, my neighborhood. I made a sign. It was pretty good, that sign. But I was directed across the street to these children of color, young girls, not even 18, standing out there with their signs, asking questions like, am I next? And I stood on that street and could hardly breathe myself, but I could breathe, by the way, because George Floyd couldn't. You know, again, I didn't watch the video, but I do remember that George Floyd asked for his mama at one point. I'm going to take a drink of water. But I stood there on that corner with those kids in front of me. And I barely could breathe. But I could. And so we stood there, my community in Atlanta. And we held space. And we taught the people who drove by in the South, by the way, the South is, can be a place full of racism. Racism, as I said, is, is within us, right? Talked about my internal racism on the last episode. But we stood out there in numbers, in community, and educated people who drove by. Even people in the community who didn't want to close their shops or didn't like the protesters, right? We were peaceful. Most of us were white. I lived in a neighborhood of, of abundance. I could never, I didn't, at the time I couldn't afford a home there, upwards of $500,000. So the people I stood with had abundance. I had abundance of XYZ, but I had abundance. So anyway, we didn't stop there, by the way. We, we, we marched from our corner to a little park called Piedmont Park. It's a huge park, <laughs> if y'all aren't familiar with Atlanta. In fact, one time I got lost in that park. <laughs> I had to take a lift home. Like, literally, 
I, I, I got lost in the park. <laughs> and I had both my dogs at the time, Elfie and Glinda. And <laughs> I, I had to carry their dumb ass. I had to carry Glinda's dumb ass, cute little face home. Little fat kid, didn't like to walk. Elfie walked the whole time at that point. It was a hot day. But we marched from our corner, past my home, past the church that owned my home. Because, see, I lived in a parsonage house with my friends there. And we marched in the middle of the pandemic, past army trucks, armored cars that, that patrolled Atlanta after George Floyd. And we marched to Piedmont Park where we took knees and we bowed and we prayed and we peacefully protested the things that were wrong, the killing of George Floyd. So I, I, I marched in that protest. On May 25th, 2020, the protest was after that. But again, that was the day George Floyd died. And so when it came to, to March 16th, 2021, where in my backyard, huh, literally in my backyard this time. George Floyd, you know, happened in Minnesota. But this time it was in my backyard in Atlanta, where, again, this man killed eight people, six of Asian descent. I couldn't do it again. I sure the fuck could not go to another rally. I wanted to. I was there. Spirit, I couldn't do it, and so I didn't. But there was a beautiful, 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 beautiful tribute and remembrance done in Atlanta. In fact, <clears throat> I pulled up an article today from NPR, and I will make sure that that is quoted in this and in my Instagram. So you, please, my listeners, I ask you whether you agree with me and what I say, if this triggers you. Ask yourself, why does it trigger you? I've had to ask that so many times. Why does this thing trigger me? And I sit through it until it passes. And usually what you'll get at the end of a trigger is a real good fucking lesson. About, I'll let you decide the lesson. I pulled up this article today of NPRs and was reminded of the beautiful tribute, the beautiful important day. And not just one day, because you see... In order to stop Asian hate, hashtag that again. Let's bring the love. But you got to stop the hate first. Because my city of Atlanta didn't just do one day. It was multiple days of remembrance of the lives lost 
not only in this shooting, in this massacre, but XYZ, I'll let you read the article because it's so well written and done. What I want to focus on, and I wrote this down, I, I usually talk much more off the cuff and will. This is so important to me. I had to write a lot of notes down, even practice to a wall. You know what I, where I learned that from? In my high school, debate and forensics and competitive drama team. Because you see, at least LJ didn't have to remember the words to get her point across. But what I needed to do in high school and today was to talk to a wall, to ground my energy, to focus my intention. And so, sure as shit, I wrote a lot of notes down. I'm going to take another drink of water, y'all. Fuck around and take a sip of this water out of this pink cup. <laughs> and I only giggle <laughs> to stay in my own energy and my own intention, which is this. They had a multiple-day remembrance in Atlanta. And not only in Atlanta, but large cities across the world and for sure America, Chicago, New York, Houston, <clears throat> San Francisco, baby, Washington, D.C. They hosted versions of their own. But in Atlanta, where this massacre happened, we had a multi-day remembrance. And it was beautiful. Again, I wasn't there, but I was there. It featured art and music and poetry to commemorate the somber week. Because again, love wins. Love has won. And how do we do that, y'all? Art creates our reality. Whatever art that is to you. It's, art is relative. Okay? Like, art is computer programming. Art is science. Art is music. Art is writing. Art is podcasting. Art is speaking up for what's right. Activism. Art is activism. Activism is art. Activism. It, 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 it is important. Creates our reality. Love. Love is art. So, of course, there was art, music, and poetry to commemorate the somber week, according to this NPR article. <laughs> And there was one more quote that I wrote down. And again, this article is vast and there is a lot in there. There are quotes from community members. But this quote I'm going to read. Gathered to comfort. Look, let me start over. In this article, it said over 200, I believe, or 200 people gathered. And I want to make an edit to that NPR, if that's okay. <laughs> Because sure, 200 people gathered in, in Atlanta, in the South, in the racist South, where fear is rampant, even to this day. But I want to add 200 plus, because as I said, it wasn't just Atlanta who hosted this remembrance, which was called Break the Silence at the Georgia Capitol. 
but it was held all over America in those big cities. So I want to say 200 plus were gathered. And here's the quote. They were gathered to comfort women, those who were forced into sexual slavery by Japan during World War II. Now, again, there is a lot more in that article, but I hold space for the women who were forced. And I would even go as far to say were forced even in that moment into sexual slavery. Because you see, I also believe that sex work is work and should be honored and valued and protected. Now, in order to stay in my own energy, I'm going to stop there. Not because I don't have more to say, because I do. And I also want to hold space for sex workers on this podcast. I sure do. So does God. So I'm going to stop there. And I want to tell you about a beautiful Asian American woman. Her name is Jackie. And she started this really cool (laughs) coffee shop and it's called Cafe Cafe definitely will put that in the show notes because you see I was brought to her passion project her cafe Before I was fired, but after I moved into this home here, and I live in a a neighborhood called Longfellow. Do y'all remember, what's that? (laughs) Uh, Like your ears and your something, something or other, but your feet show it because they're Longfellows. (laughs) Because I'm a writer, I'm a poet, I'm a podcaster. I'm an activist, I'm a musician, I'm a curator of music, I'm a DJ. And before I got fired and disassociated where I got fired, and again, we'll talk about more of that story, I was led to Jackie's Cafe Cafe. And this is the truth, I, even driving to the River Market, where her cafe is. I felt like I was being carried home. And you should see this cafe. It is beautiful. Like outside there's art. There's plenty of parking. (laughs) Uh, And you can walk there. I can walk there even from where I live now in Longfellow. And I felt like I walked into my home in that cafe when I walked through their doors because on their front door, there's a little sign, I don't quite remember exactly what it says, 
But what I remembered was trans folks are welcome. Dogs are welcome. Love is welcome. And I walked in sad, depressed, fucking hating my job, my nine to five, hating it, loathing it. Not because of the people I worked with, love those people to my core. Talk about more of my chosen family. Those folks are always and will always be my chosen family, always my family, always my brothers, sisters, mother, father. Truly, I mean that. I'll hold space for those beautiful souls. But I hated my job. And I walked into Jackie's Cafe. (laughs) It was so beautiful. And I felt welcome because of the inclusivity that they bring the moment you walk through the threshold of their business, their small business, and their brand new small business, by the way, if I remember correctly. (laughs) And I walked in and I was like, I need space from my nine to five. So I walked in, I believe it was a lunch break. And I say, give me a drink. (laughs) Wait, okay, I I went in there a couple times. The first time I got this like real spicy, yummy drink. And then this time that I'm thinking of, I got a purple drink. And it was made with sweet potatoes. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know, y'all. Like, I'm not a big sweet potato fan, but it's purple and it looks real good. And your other, your spicy coffee was real yummy. (laughs) So I'll try this one, I guess. I've really been craving sweets lately. <laughs> Craved been a lot of fusion food, too. <laughs> Asian fusion in particular. And I said, all right, fine. I'll try the fucking purple drink. Give me the drink. It's fine. And they explained to me, the, the, the barista there, about what was in the drink what it tasted like. I told him, well, you know, I like sweet, but not like overwhelming sweet, just like a dash of sweet. And they're like, okay, well, we'll adjust that. And I was like, okay. And this time they explained to me that Vietnamese coffee, because it's a Vietnamese little little cafe cafe. (laughs) Let me get another drink of my water. Hmm. And they explained to me that, that in Vietnam, coffee is made stronger. Uh, still not 100% sure why. <laughs> and I was like, cool, yeah, I could use me a goddamn pickup. <laughs> I got to get back to this 9 to 5 after this lunch break. And I was like, oh, you got some good snacks. Go ahead, put those on. Put that on. I, I'll go ahead and eat some lunch, sure. And they explained to me that, yeah, this this food is local to Kansas City. And, you know, these are the the bakers, the creators, and 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 that this coffee is 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 delightful and real strong, delicious. I made it just the way I wanted. And I was I was waiting for my drink. I walked around this cafe, filled with beauty, filled with art, filled with community, filled with support, filled with abundance. 
filled with a lot of abundance. And I saw, I believe I saw someone like doing some kind of like juggling or textile kind of like vibe. I heard some people conducting an interview actually for a job. And now that I remember, I don't know what the job was or what they were doing, but they were, they were, they were living their best life in this cafe. And I remember actually now walking over, I think there was some kombucha in some lake. You could buy their local coffee, their coffee there. Huh. And I thought, maybe I'll just take a seat for, you know, this lunch break. And I really started to form the idea of this passion project, my passion project, Inside Out. This podcast. And I really started to brainstorm it. Once I felt like I walked home into this cafe. I should also mention both times that I purchased my coffee with my corporate money that I was making at the time. This still wasn't enough because of credit card debt that I couldn't get out of. Because how do you get out of $33,000 worth of credit card debt? When you make $50,000 a year, you don't. I learned that, filed for bankruptcy, got a great lawyer working on that. His name's Jason. (laughs) Castle Law, shout out, Jason Amarine. (laughs) I'll go ahead and shout him out because he's taking care of my shit real good. But what I did was when I bought my coffee, I don't know, maybe it was 10 bucks with my food and shit. One time I tipped 10 bucks and one time I think I tipped 20. Because you see Jackie and Cafe Cafe and the employees that she pays deserve that, right? We, we all deserve a tip of that amount. For a job well done. For care. Because you spread abundance. And that's what I did. But I felt so inspired on this lunch break that I sat down. While I was still in my muck and my mire. Growing into the beautiful lotus flower that I am right now. As I touch a necklace that I have, that I have had from one of my besties in Atlanta. And I started to create, I started to think outside of the box. And I started to feel like the entrepreneur that I am, that I claim, the abundance that I claim. Damn, it felt good. I felt like this was the first place, the first home where I could overcome the lack scarcity mindset that plagues America in particular. We can hold space for 
lack and scarcity in third world countries when it's time. But America has a lack mindset that isn't ours. This earth has plenty for us. We all want to support each other, right? I do. I did. I supported Cafe Cafe. They support me back. I know that. We all want to support each other back. There's plenty for everybody. There's plenty of wealth. There's plenty of money. There's plenty of food. There's plenty of clean, drinkable water for everybody on Mother Earth. And so, yeah, this was the first place where I started to feel like I was home, like I could shake my little booty and relax for once in my life, to take a full, deep belly breath, hold it, nourish the cells in your body, and then exhale fully. Because that's how you care for small startups, right? Like mine, like Jackie's, like Cafe Cafe. Is you lead with love. In fact, (laughs) while I'm on it, I've got a few more minutes here. There were two other places that I walked into now. Again, Cafe Cafe is my home. But I walked into two other places in Kansas City before I got fired and created. One of them was Cafe Corazon. And I, <laughs> that place is beautiful too. But I walked in there before I was fired. And I worked on a project, Super Bowl party, by the way. My Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> were in the Super Bowl. They won. And uh, I walked in there before the Super Bowl, and I was going to throw a party. It ended up being a goodbye party to my friends at my corporate job. And I planned this really cool like, graphic design slideshow where I did research And I pushed myself out of my comfort zone. And I created and I looked up all the history of like the Lombardi trophy. And I knew all my not all my friends at work liked football. So I made sure and included like the real geeky nerdy shit, too, because that's fun. Right. That's history. That's creation. Them football players like that fun, nerdy, (laughs) geeky shit, too. And I put this amazing display together and I. For the first time since we went remote in this company, since the pandemic, I brought everybody to the table, every single person. We had a remote team in India. They were invited. We merged with new people, and they were invited. And my old team, my old nuclear family were invited, and they all came. 
And I had already started to see, I'd already started to slip into the disassociation at that point because I lived in an apartment that was unsafe. And I'll get into that more when it's time. But I had already disassociated at that point. I hadn't lost space, but I had lost time at that point. But I walked into Cafe Corazon and I was like, I got to get out of this apartment and I need fresh eyes, fresh space. And I went in there and I created this beautiful slideshow and I brought all of my friends together and it ended up being a goodbye party for me. I didn't know that at the time, but I, I made sure they all got gift cards to Amazon and we had a really good time y'all. And they all showed up for me and I showed up for them and I brought them together and One thing that I really do hope is that they all work really good as a team together going forward. And I know I brought that. And Cafe Corazon provided a beautiful space for me to get that project done. I also want to shout out Tree Hugger. They're a little vegan place. Oh, they're so good. Okay. I might fuck around and order that maybe tomorrow. Because <laughs> my tummy's a nuts. But they are special. In fact, I don't have the creator's name in front of me, but they gave me a sticker and said, hey, just pay this creator. And it was a worm. <laughs> and it's encouraged me to compost here in my new home. But Tree Hugger, I walked in there. And it was like they knew I was there. They just played 90s music. We talked about some funny shit. I can't remember. But what I worked on there was my trauma work. And I journaled there. And I got out a lot. So you see, not only was it Cafe Cafe. And please stop Asian hate. Please Please usher in Asian love. All love, 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 love. But once I came home, my home of origin, KC, I was greeted with such care. Not just with my immediate chosen family, but in the community. I'm still thinking about that vegan mac and cheese wrap, y'all. Go get it. It's real good. Also get a side. Get a vat. Invest in a vat of their vegan ranch. Because where I was led to right before I sat down is a little book in the Bible, big book in the Bible. Actually, it's a short book in the Bible called Job. And I turned to the last page, (laughs) chapter 42, and I was brought to this because Job went through a lot of fucking shit because he owned, I don't know what it was, like, I don't know, 700 cattle or something. I really don't remember. And they, they, I'll just say they, the proverbial day questioned his intention of whether he loved God 
because of wealth, I believe. And I was led to this last part. I'm going to read it. Job 42, 10 through 17. I'm just going to read it down. And this is the King James Version, y'all. Uh, but find the version that works for you. In fact, Google it. There are apps out there. I think it's Hallow that you can just have the whole Bible and devotionals right there at your fingertips. So here we go. I got 10 minutes before it cuts me off. I probably have more to say after I read this. So Job, J-O-B, Job, Job, 42, 10 through 17. This is entitled, God Restores and Blesses Job. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then there, then came there unto him all his brethren and all his sisters and all they had been of his acquaintance before and did eat bread with him in his house. And they bemoaned him and comforted him over all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him. Every man also gave him a piece of money and every one an earring of gold. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning, for he had 14,000 sheep. I think it was 7,000 before. 14,000 sheep and 6,000 camels and a thousand yoke of oxen and a thousand she asses. <laughs> Those are lady-like donkeys, I think. But I think she asks, this is funny. He had also seven sons and three daughters. And he called the name of the first Jemima. And the name of the second, Kizia. And the name of the third, Karen Hapak. And in all the land, there were no women found so fair as the daughters of Job. And their father gave them the inheritance among their brethren. After this lived Job a hundred and forty years. And he saw his sons and his sons' sons and even four generations. And so Job died being old and full of days. You see, being is italicized here. Because all we have to do to earn abundance is just be. To not even earn, right? We just have to be. Abundance is already ours. Mother Earth has provided that. One thing I'm learning <laughs> is that we only use 5% of our brain. And I knew that, actually. But what I've reframed is that that means that the subconscious part, that 95% of our brain that we don't think about, that automatically just goes, that part of our brain is God. Think about that. Really think about that. And I have a lot to share on that. But think about that. That we use 5% of our brain. 
and that 95% of our brain is our subconscious, which is God. I'm also reminded, we'll, we'll end on a little a little light heart. <laughs> I'm reminded of a little show and a little comedian called Seinfeld. <laughs> Creator of that show is Larry David. Curb your enthusiasm, any of those fans. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Because you see in the show Seinfeld, in particular, there, there are two characters, Seinfeld. Uh, and George Costanza, and I've read that actually George Costanza was based off of Larry David. <laughs> and uh, Seinfeld has this mentality of, I choose not to run if I don't want to run. <laughs> You know, and then he can run or he can do whatever else. The next best thing comes to Seinfeld. And, you know, George Costanza, well, one of my favorite characters in the show. <laughs> Let's be honest. They're all my favorite. But George just keeps thinking, shit, well, that happened. I got fired. Now, God, I can't get out of that. And he stays in that. I mean, eventually he gets out of it. His friends help him. Right. Seinfeld, Elaine, Kramer. <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking about Newman now. <laughs> and they help George shift his mindset into abundance. Because Seinfeld always has abundance, right? Jerry Seinfeld is, is a comedian, has abundance, has cars, holds space for other comedians while he drives around in his cool cars. <laughs> And we all have abundance, see, and we can all help each other shift the narrative, direct it back. God does restore and blesses us, not just Job. Job submits himself to God. God's disciples, who are Job's friends, lead him to restoration. And God blesses Job. God blesses us all. God blesses LJ. My good karma is delightfully loving, and it can be the most motivating of teachers. I accept this gift of completion, and I ascend to new levels of awareness and wholeness. I am love.